Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I want to welcome you to my 2020 Vision series where I talk with thought leaders about what we're facing as we go into the new year. Today, it's my privilege to be speaking with Aviva Leighton, Vice President and Distinguished Analyst with Gartner, and we're talking about her outlook on blockchain, artificial intelligence, and fake everything. Aviva, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Tom. Always a pleasure. So, Aviva, as we prepare for this conversation, we talked about the new year, and you told me that you're the most concerned about fake. Fake what exactly has got your attention? Frankly, Tom, it's fake everything. I think truth is almost a relic of the past. Obviously, what comes to mind is fake news, deep fake videos, but it goes well beyond that fake pharmaceuticals, luxury goods, food, anything you can think about can be fake. And as a consumer, you rightfully don't have that much trust in what you're seeing, eating, or reading. Just think about food, for example. I don't know if you know that 60% of olive oil is fake. It's not even olive oil. It's vegetable oil that's colored and has some kind of scent put into it so it smells like olive oil. Seafood's similar in terms of the amount of counterfeit and mislabeling. Uh, between 20 and 87% of seafood is mislabeled according to a recent industry study. So for example, if you think you're buying red snapper, you may be buying cod, you may be buying grouper. Same with organic. Many of us spend extra money on organic food that's not really organic, sustainable food that's not really from a sustainable coffee farm, for example. So food is a big issue. Pharmaceuticals is a big issue. So many of the drugs in our systems are not the real thing, and that causes health issues. So much of the news we read has been altered. The videos we're looking at have been altered. So it's pretty uh, scary. You know, I don't like to use the word scary, but it is scary to believe, to live in a world where you pretty much can't trust anything. And that also, as a, a security editor, I'm sure you've been thinking about fake websites for a long time, fake individuals. How do you know who you're dealing with at the other end of the line? So anything you think about can be fake. So, Aviva, if we can't trust our information, we can't trust our accounts, the security of our data, even our olive oil, what challenges does that pose to enterprises built on trust? I'm thinking about banking specifically. Trust is everything. Well, the ones that garner the most trust will garner the most business. I think that we are entering into an era of digital business where if consumers trust you more, they will do more business with you, and if they trust you less, they'll go elsewhere. So building trust is a difficult proposition because you have to not only build your online identity in a trustful way that they know that you're actually interacting with them, they have to trust that you're transparent, that you're not imposing extra fees, that you're not subjecting the customer to some sales strategy at the bank. It's a very broad area. But the bottom line is 
the risk that this trustless world poses to banks is especially severe because banks are built on trust. And if they lose that trust, they'll lose the business. So Aviva, in recent years, you've migrated from focusing a lot on digital fraud to focusing now on technologies such as blockchain, artificial intelligence. What role do you see these emerging technologies potentially playing in supporting trust? So blockchain can be thought of as a whitelist, as a way to build a whitelist. And I'll go through some examples in the rest of the session with you. But blockchain is very useful for tracking assets, for tracking the provenance of some good, or even a story or a video of a, or a photograph. So you can think of it as a cryptographically secured whitelist, that these are the photographs that are real. These are the news stories that really came from time. This is the olive oil that really came from Sicily. So you can track the provenance. AI is, a, as you know, a good method for detection. So not everything's going to be on the blockchain, right? I'm not going to get every single piece of seafood that I could potentially eat registered on the blockchain. So I need a complementary blacklist. And AI is very good at detection using its different machine learning models to detect if this cod is really a piece of red snapper. So by combining whitelisting and blacklisting, you have this ability to combat fake anything. It's just like in security, you need a layered security approach. You want to have whitelists, so these are the websites you can go to. And you also want to have blacklists that are based on detection that say, okay, this w website was not on the whitelist, but using our detection, it's probably okay for time to go there. So it's a combination of these two technologies that will help combat this fake everything world that we live in. So Aviva, as you've tracked blockchain and AI throughout 2019, what technological advancements have you witnessed? I've seen a couple of really exciting things. Uh, let's start with payments, because I know that's an area near and dear to your heart. Blockchain is being used for payment systems, not just in the sense of Bitcoin and alternative cryptocurrencies, but for fiat currencies to move money more efficiently, fiat being US dollars or euros or any other country currency. So let's take a look at the, the FedNow service that is being launched to move payments real time across banks and customers. And the thinking is they haven't been too explicit about their technology architecture, but it is based on a blockchain distributed ledger governed by a consortium of banks. So there is an example where blockchain is actually being used and will be used to move money much more efficiently by the Federal Reserve. Another example of how blockchain is being used for currency is the People's Bank of China has a very ambitious project called the Digital Currency Electronic Payments Project. 
they're not totally transparent about that project for many reasons, but China's leading the way for countries to put their own currency on a distributed ledger, also known as a blockchain. So it won't be a new currency, it will be their digital currency on this distributed ledger. And this way they can track payments. So that may not be a good thing, but they'll be able to see every single payment that's being made much more easily and it'll also be much more efficient. There's also other consortiums like the JP Morgan stablecoin project that combines 300 banks into a consortium to move payments and clear money between all kinds of banks around the world much more efficiently. So that is actually pretty exciting headway for modernizing the payments infrastructure. Other technological advances that I've seen that are really interesting in combating fakes is something that IBM, for example, calls the crypto verifier. Other people call it microbiome photography. But it's basically the ability to take a photograph of an, an object, whether it's animate or inanimate, and every object emits its own unique wavelength data and light data. So you could use this photograph of these microscopic features in addition to artificial intelligence models to detect counterfeits. So I can take a photograph of this sort of let's say chemotherapy drugs. And now when the recipient gets their chemotherapy drugs, they can compare the photograph of what they're about to use to the original photograph using AI models that will tell the recipient of the chemotherapy drug that yes, this is a good drug and you can use it, or no, this is a bad drug, don't take it. This is already being applied in those types of situations. It's being applied with diamonds. It could be applied to art and clothing. So that, to me, is really pretty exciting for detecting counterfeit. In the world of videos, there is some really interesting technology. Some of it is being sponsored by DARPA, also by an alliance of companies, including Facebook and Google and IBM, that have big cash rewards for people that develop this type of technology to detect fake videos. And there's all kinds of algorithms that are used for that, something called the p-hash algorithm, for example, that looks at similarities, so of all kinds of dimensions to a video. So let's say you make a video of your conference, and somebody could alter just one small part of that conference video to have a completely different message than you wanted to convey and now they're distributing that video. And let's say your video was not put on a blockchain as an absolute, this is Tom Fields conference video and this is the authentic video. It may not exist on the blockchain, but you can use this detection technology to say, to compare the original video that you provide to the videos that are disseminated to see that yes, 
there was three seconds of video that were changed, and that happens to be a very important three seconds or five seconds. So there's lots of interesting technology being developed to detect counterfeit, to detect counterfeit food, counterfeit videos, and also to move payments much more efficiently. Aviva, you and I both have gone to plenty of conferences over the past few years where they've talked about blockchain and AI. A criticism you've often heard is that these are solutions looking for use cases. Do you feel, given what you've just told me, that the proper use cases have been developed now for these technologies to take off appropriately? Yes, actually, Gartner has something called the hype cycle that's caught on across the culture and we think blockchain is in the trough of disillusionment where it was really overhyped and now everyone got disillusioned. But right now at the bottom of the trough, it's almost like the bottom of a stock, mar stock market. That's the time to buy because it goes up exponentially. That's what's happening with blockchain. We've seen some really valid use cases being developed. I gave you a few just now. Others are in the case of provenance and asset tracking, we see the ability to track food, to track food safety, the Walmart experiment with putting all lettuce on the blockchain and all leafy greens on blockchain with their suppliers has gained traction. Sustainable coffee, to know that you really got this coffee from a farm or a coffee farm down in South America somewhere, so we see provenance working well, logistics working well, with Maersk and other shipping companies tracking goods. I mean, these are still early days, but the results have been pretty promising. We see even Golden State Foods that supplies the largest beef supplier to McDonald's is using blockchain combined with IoT and AI to make sure that their beef gets to McDonald's restaurants in good form, the temperature's been kept at the right level. They can use AI models to manage the inventory more effectively. MasterCard just announced an identity project with a university in Australia, also with the Australia Post. Anthem, the healthcare insurance company that had the major data breach a few years ago, has already started putting patient records on blockchain that patients can control. So they have their the patients and the, the consumer that's claiming the insurance can keep the data to themselves and then only release it when they need to release it, take back control. There's a company called Brave that has a new internet advertising model. They've got 9 million users already and that's based on blockchain and them, the users controlling their own identity. So there's a lot of examples. And last time we spoke about this, maybe two years ago, these examples were still in the lab. Now they're actually in limited production. And some of them are even in large-scale production. It depends on your, you know, what you think large-scale is. But if you look at the Brave user, not the Brave browser that uses the blockchain-based advertising platform, you know, 9 million users isn't that trivial. It's pretty hard for a new company to get that many consumers, especially when you're competing with browsers from Microsoft and Google. So, so in any event, 
there are some real use cases. People are seeing the value. There's still a lot of issues, so I'm not trying to paint. I don't want to paint that this is all a rosy picture. Innovation is difficult. The technology is immature. The business cases aren't always met. There's a lot of money being wasted. A lot of companies get into this without a good reason. But all in all, there is some transformative effect that I think will really impact our lives. It'll make security a more achievable goal in many companies. It's got a lot of benefits. So, Aviva, as we head into 2020, another election year, another opportunity for a lot of fake news, Mm -hmm. what are the types of trends that you're going to be paying attention to in the new year? Well, that's a loaded question because I honestly think that we've got the solutions to fight fake news to a large degree and to fight fake videos to a large degree. I just don't see people paying for those solutions. So I would like to see our government have a concerted effort to combat fake videos and fake news at a much more visible level than they have today. So, you know, there are some agencies within DHS that are very committed to this, but it's it's just in my view, more or less a drop in the bucket of what needs to be done. Same with some of the social media companies. I think we're in for a really rough season. We're already into it, and we don't even know it. Like, so what I'm going to be looking for is innovation and small companies that give users the choice to filter out all this fake news and fake videos. I already saw uh, about a few days ago, Jack Dorsey from Twitter announced a a project that Twitter is working on to decentralize social media. And part of that is that each user will have their own algorithms that they choose, own filters. So if you want to see fake news, go ahead, be my guest. You put your filter to get the fake news, I'll put my filter to get the real news. But it should be in my control. It should be in your control. So those are the things I'm going to be looking for, is what's being done to stop all this, because it is going to get to a fever pitch within a year. Aviva, I always appreciate our conversations, and I look forward to talking to you very soon in the new year. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tom. Again, we've been talking about the 2020 outlook. I've been speaking with Aviva Leighton with Gartner. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.